The reason that this is so horrifying is because it's so rare. Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Virtue Signal. I'm Bill Whittle with my friend Alfonso Rachel. And uh, usually we get to talk about some of these philosophical, metaphysical, theological uh, issues uh, in the abstract sense. But sometimes uh, reality intrudes on our uh, philosophical discussions with an ugly expression of actual fact. Uh, Zoe, as you know, as probably everybody knows, uh, there was another shooting, this one involving elementary school kids. I don't know what the last number I heard was 19 killed. It might, might go higher. Uh, the number's not important, obviously. And uh, the name of the person shall never be spoken. And I'm never going to name the, the people that do this. Um, I don't want to get into the whole how do you prevent mass shooting things because that's a different topic. What I want to talk about is the whole idea of evil. Does it exist as a metaphysical force? Is it is it just a function of of humans whose wiring has gone bad? Are some people are some people made to do these kind of things, or all of this a result of bad environment, combination of one or two or all three? But it's difficult to imagine anything more cold blooded than walking into a place and shooting children. Uh, and if there is if this is not an evil act, then then there is no evil. And so let's talk about that and what it is and, and why it exists and, and what do we do about it? Um, well, there is absolutely evil. Um, you know, I, I remember, uh, you know, having discourse with folks and trying to say that I, I, I'm saying that there is no evil and which is absolutely not true. I've never said any such thing. What I have said is that people who do evil feel justified. That's the thing about it. Uh, and sometimes these people will even know that they're doing evil. It's not even a point of, well, they don't recognize they're doing evil or recognize or see themselves as doing something good or doing something redeeming. There is that too. But there are people who actually know that they're doing evil, but feel justified in doing it. That's why the word of God so says, do not repay evil with evil. So what's a justification for a guy that's gunning down children? What, what do you think he's feeling at that time that, that, that justifies the action in his own mind? Because I agree with you um, that, that everyone from, from uh, this guy to, to Hitler and Stalin and all the rest of them, they obviously have reasons for doing what they're doing. And if we want to get a handle on what it is they're doing, we got to start with why they think they should be doing this. Well... This right here, I mean, once again, this isn't anything new. This is the same kind of spirit and the same kind of mindset that looks for the, that sees the justification in, in taking a newborn baby and passing it through the fire of Moloch. And this is something that the Lord absolutely detests. And he says over and over again, do not make your children pass through the fire of Moloch. I will bring judgment against you if you pass your children through the fires of Moloch. It's the same spirit. So now we're asking, we're asking, what is the psychology of this? And once again, we're talking about the study of the soul, a, a, a metaphysical attribute that can't be measured. So we're trying to find, you know, um, this formula. What's formulaic of this? What, what brings this kind of, is it because of lack of fathers? This is what's going on in culture. The, the first rebel himself, the first one to bring this kind of, this 
this rebellious behavior was the devil himself. And he had no influence in making him do that. It's like, dude, you, you got it like really good. That's, that's it, right? That's the, that's the, um, that's the, the primal motive. That's the, um, that's the willed intent. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is something he decided to do in Pride. the case of Satan. I think the sub, the, now we're on to the main uh, mother load as usual. Mm -hmm. But so so, how do you think pride figures into this? Well, I know we're speculating. We're not we're not trying to sure. analyze this guy, or and we're not talking about this guy in particular. But this is about as evil an act as I've seen with my own eyes. Indeed, and um, and my own eyes have been pretty well shielded from real evil because there's an awful lot of this kind of thing going on all the time. That's what's so miraculous about living in the society. But but what what is this thing that we call evil? Well, and before I say anything more, you know, as as because we don't want it to be like, you know, we're just, you know, talking about this because this is the topic of the day. I, I really pray for the Lord's peace and truth resolve, of and, um, you know, to, to these uh, families, you know, to, uh, and his restoration for the, for their lives of course. and who this is directly affected. Um, the Lord said, I find iniquity in you. And the and iniquity that he found was was pride. Pride and insecurity are two sides of the same coin. And we're a culture that is, is made to be so insecure, but at the same time made to be so prideful. We're constantly told that we're victims and we're owed and, and justice is due and you're entitled to justice. And these people, the powers that be, and they control everything. And there's a reason why the word of God says the, 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 the devil is the prince in the power of the air. And we have transmissions floating over the airways constantly in these, in, in these, these, these minions, these priests in his service. This priesthood hasn't stopped. This priesthood has been going on for thousands of years, people doing the service of the devil. And so in this right here, when you, you don't have to have some Manchurian candidate mindset or, 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 uh, uh, some sort of influential thing. It's going on all the time from, from, from school to institutions of higher learning to education, uh, uh, information and, uh, um, uh, entertainment media constantly inundating these people with this victim mindset. All they have to do is just sit back and watch and somebody's going to snap. So and then they want to turn around and say that, oh, uh, 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 we need to do away with guns. Meanwhile, they're posing with their guns, you know, on their billboards and stuff like that. Look how cool I am. But you're very irresponsible if you have a gun. But like I said, Bill, it's this constant pressing of this victim mindset. And which reminds me, if I could say this really quick, I just saw um, a piece. Uh, somebody was able to release some video of uh uh from the uh, for, uh one of the people who are detained in January 6th. He was able to release a video and he says one of the things that they're constantly feeding him is Islamic doctrine. Now, what's significant about this Who's and it's feeding him the uh, the, 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 uh, the detainers. So at the, at the DC jail, the government. Yes. Are feeding him Islamic information and folks, you know, double check, you know, double check, but the, but I've I've uh, I've watched this video and and of course it's it's um guilt is shaming you know white people and how uh black people need to be given their credit and it's a lot of islamic doctrine and somehow islam is like the religion of the black man even though it's arabic but anyway here's the thing this is what brings me back to the whole victim mindset of it in al-quran 
you can identify with the devil. It's the big difference, right? This victim mentality that has taken over the country. In Islam, the devil says, why? because God says, I want you to prostrate before Adam. And the devil's like, why should I prostrate before Adam? He's made of clay and I'm made of fire. I'm superior to him. Now we can all identify with that because we're like, yeah, that's not fair. Why should the mm, devil yeah, have to prostrate reasonable. before Adam? Exactly. So you can identify with the person who's being made to be a victim, made to be subject to somebody else who's beneath him. So you can automatically identify that. Whereas where the God, where the God is, lets you know automatically, no, the devil is your enemy and he crawls lower than a snake and the dust of the earth he will eat. So the Bible makes this very clear, but it just goes to show that how, how the culture is really overrun with the victim mentality. It's deep, it's, Islam is deeper in the culture than people understand. It's, and, and the word of God tells you right from the get-go, the first description of the devil is that he works in subtleties, right? And he's, he's in everything. So, and people don't see it. And so with this constant feeding into the culture, stoking people's pride, stoking their insecurity, stoking their victim mentality, this thing is constantly pressed and then people snap and then people want to, you know, you have these people, especially the, the, the politicians, I should say, I shouldn't just say the people, the politicians want to sit back and act like they're surprised and we need to do something about this. That was a lot there. Um, let's, um, let's look at this from sort of the uh, progressive point of view. Because there's some merit to what to their argument, I don't think it's, I don't think it's compelling, or I change my mind. But here's how the argument goes: uh, I've spent uh, an awful lot of my uh, recent years reading about the big narcissists, uh, Stalin, let's say, and Hitler, the two I know the best. And very recently, in the last month or so, I've spent a lot of time because when I get interested in something, I go as deep as I can go. So I've spent a lot of time in the last month or so dealing with the much smaller scale narcissists who are cut from the exact same cloth. So on one hand, you've got Adolf Hitler and, and Joseph Stalin, and the other two that I've been reading about are Jim Jones and uh, Charlie Manson. And you said pride and insecurity are basically this different uh, faces of the same coin. And this is one thing that the four of them absolutely had in common was this constant insecurity, this constant need to show everybody that they were in charge, this constant need to be in charge, and so on. But the one thing that all four of these had in common, this is not a revelation by any means, but this sort of uh, pathological narcissism that doesn't see other people as people, just it just doesn't. One thing that the four of them had in common were uh, abusive fathers, really abusive fathers, and um, and essentially raised by single moms. This is not to say that if you're a single mom raising a kid, you're going to create a pathological narcissist who's going to kill 50 million people or five or anything. It's not, a, that's not it at all, but it is something they have in common. And, and whatever they missed growing up led these four monsters into a situation where their where their need for affirmation, their need for adulation, their need for for control over other people's lives, all of it came from this fundamental insecurity that they all had as, as failures. They knew they were losers. On some fundamental level, they knew they were losers, or at least that there was something wrong with them. And so they basically dedicated their lives to gathering as many followers as they could, and, and they all followed kind of the same arc where there's a period where they're kind of basking in the glory as this is really kind of starting to work out, you know, and got all these followers. And then something happens. 
that makes them realize that they're not going to achieve the well, the, the, the unachievable. They're not going to achieve the, the worldwide domination, respect that, whatever. And then when they go down, they pull everything with them because this is all about them. And that's, that's the exact same pattern for all four of these people that I named, uh, Hitler, Stalin, uh, Jim Jones, and, uh, and Manson. And, and so you can see the pride in all of it. You can see the... Uh, the, you can see in, in, in all of these cases, and in, I'm sure in most others, you can see the, the on-earth causes. You know, these guys had, had really crummy childhoods, but a lot of people had crummy childhoods. And, and the place that I get off the bus with this whole sociological argument, it's not their fault. They, were, they essentially had no choice. They were created this way by their parenting and social background, blah, 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 blah. All of this makes sense all of it is clearly part of the process but but where where i get off of that train is when it comes to the actual moment right when when you hear stories of these mass murderers and the, and and you hear all these talks about you know they all oh, they didn't have you know puppies and stuff that's the the standard cliche right but you hear that they they looked horrific in some cases but it always comes down to the actual moment and when it's time to pull the trigger and people are begging for their lives they just do it. And, and that's where, that's where, I don't want to say that's where I draw the line. That's where, obviously where everything is, that's where the line is drawn for everyone. But, but the ability to endure watching somebody beg for their life and then essentially laughing as, you know, as you, as you snuff them out for your own personal gratification, whatever the case may be, maybe this guy in Texas wanted to be famous. I don't know. And I don't care. They're, they're, it's not the first guy. It won't be the last. And I've dealt before with the social factors that, that lead to these kind of things. So I'm not interested in that right this second. What I'm interested in is there comes a moment when, when that action is actually taken when the or it's either in the case of Jim Jones or Manson, or, well, all four of them, orders are given for people to die. And, and that is done for reasons of pride and insecurity. And this act is so unnatural and so reprehensible. Where do you start with adjectives for these things? For any one of these four guys, plus this guy in Texas, plus all the rest of them. It is so unnatural. It is so, it is so abhorrent. It, it, to frankly, I'll just be honest with you, it seems to be behaviorably impossible to me to pull a trigger on somebody like that, you know? Uh, it just seems, I, I just can't, I can't, wrap my head around it. So, so to say that these people are monsters or inhuman is absolutely precisely correct. There's no question that these people are not human beings in the way that we understand the term. And you can look at, at the gradients of, of uh, narcissism, you know, from, from the top with the, with the people are determined to go out and, and get all the power they can and then kill everybody as they're on their way down, down to people who are, you know, movie stars or whatever, and, 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 and throw their you know, coffee against the wall because they got the soy milk instead of the almond milk that they asked for. But it's all the same dynamic, just in various degrees. It's a, it's a fundamental insecurity, a fundamental hole, a fundamental realization that there's something wrong with them that they compensate for with um, megalomania. And, and 
in previous, I don't know anything about this shooter in Texas, but in, in virtually all of the other cases that I've looked at, that megalomania comes down to something along the lines of the world has treated me badly and now I'm going to get my revenge. And then everybody will know that it was me that they treated badly, you see? Mm -hmm. That's what, that's the dynamic, I think. Indeed, and, and, and we, that's, we, get, we get that justification that we were talking about. And even if they do register that it was evil, it's overridden by the fact, but in their mind, their fa the fact in their mind that they are justified to do so. Uh, there's there's a, a reckoning that has to be that's owed to them. And, um, you know, in the in the broader scope outside of themselves, like I said, this 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 kind of response is is engineered. I mean, the, the Democrat Party themselves is basically the national Manson family. OK, his his objective, Charles Manson really wanted to start a race war. The murders yes, that he, he did, did. He, yeah, he wanted to blame the blacks and start a race war. Democrats That's precisely have been, correct. <laughs> That's what Democrats are. They're, they're the flipping national Manson family. And uh, Jim Jones uh, himself, a Democrat. Uh, he was a communist. He, was an, yeah. uh, he, he said, we are going to commit a revolutionary act mm. by all of us committing suicide. We'll show the world what socialists are made of. And, he was, he, and, and the entire Jonestown experiment, the entire People's Temple experiment mm. was, was, was not Christian at all. He, he used some Christian elements and some Christian vocabulary. Mm. But from the very beginning, from the instant he started, he was saying, this is, this is socialism that we're bringing about. We're going to have to go live in the jungle and you're going to have to eat, you know, uh, rice with thin gravy because that's what good socialists do. They do what they're told. And, mm. and so, yeah, all of these, all of these factors are in there, but what is it that pushes somebody to the point where they can actually cross the line from throwing their coffee against the wall into, you know, having triggers being pulled by the way, by the way, uh, one of the interesting thing about the four people I mentioned is that none of them ever pulled the trigger themselves because they didn't have, because they were they were essentially cowards on top of it. But but what is it that's what's missing? This is what fascinates me and and appalls me and sickens me and at the same time fascinates me because I want to understand this so that we can do whatever we can do to prevent it. And to be perfectly honest with you, I don't think it's preventable. I, I just think that when you have 330 million people, you, you're, you know, there's no manufacturing in the world that doesn't have zero defects. And, and, and this is a human defect. But, but what is it that's missing? Because that's what I think it is. See, I think a lot of people say something came into their lives and pushed them over the line to do this. And I think it's the exact opposite. I think there's something missing from them. There's some critical piece of humanity that we all share that they didn't get for whatever reason. And, and that all of the actions that occur downstream of that are the result of it. And, and that using the examples of the four guys I mentioned, and I'm sure with these other cases, that it manifested itself very early, that all four of these people, Hitler, Stalin, Jones, and, and Manson, were known to be weird kids, domineering, isolated, violent, you know, they, it wasn't like something in them just snapped. They were... They were, I don't want to say they were built this way, but whatever that ingredient is that, that inhibits us from doing these horrendous things, they didn't get it. Mm. And, and let's, let's clarify also with, uh, with Jim Jones, um, who, like you said, 
use some Christian trappings, just like, you know, hey, the KKK did. They weren't Christ Christians at all. Uh, and they so were did Charlie Manson. Yeah, he did yeah. the same thing, too. Yeah, they, they were pagans, actually. Uh, but, but even Jim Jones, he goes in, as far as I know, he goes in, he takes the Bible and says, you don't need, he throws it, you know, behind him. He says, you don't need this anymore. I'm he here. He stomped on it on the ground several times in, yeah. in, in, his, in his sermons, yeah. And anybody who's there who who think that they're a follower of Jesus should be like, uh, yeah, red flag right there. I'm leaving. Um, you know, and and also when people when when you got the Democrats trying to say that we Republicans drank the Kool Aid, it's like no, no, that was you Democrats. He was a Democrat, and and it wasn't Kool Aid. It was flavoring. Flavoring. <laughs> Don't give Kool Aid a bad rep. No, it's a, it alone. must must suck being Kool Aid because that's just. I mean, it must suck being flavoring too. But you know. Right. It's like you, you drank the flavor aid. Yeah, it was flavor aid. It was cheaper. And <laughs> and socialists, you know, take all their money and, and 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 give it to Jim Jones. That's right. That's right. So now, okay, so trying to get down to the nitty-gritty of of the core of where this comes from, I, I think a big thing that people are saying today is this need for fathers. Where were the fathers? Where were the fathers? It's and and I repeat, it's not about the fatherhood. Hey, people can go up and knock up some women and, and be a father, somebody's baby daddy. That's that's anybody can do that. Now we got it to where we can just call them birthing persons or whichever. There's no really there's no real distinction there. And this is an affront to what the Lord has said about this from the beginning. Look, I made you a man. I made you a woman. I made you. OK, if, if, if you could be fluid and be whichever, there'd be no point in me making a woman. All right. So in God's like, OK, I've, I've established this biological, spiritual truth. Watch him go mess with it. Right. But the thing is. Man, his once he was made, he was given his assignment and his assignment was husbandry. That's what's missing. We're being told that, we're, that it's fathers and husbands, not the lack of fathers. It's the lack of husbands. And when you're a husband, you you set the example in the in the you are the high, you are the priest of your household in order of the Lord. You are supposed to husband your household. This is your garden. Tend your garden. That's what a husband does. But we're not doing that. And this, this is the, if we're asking what's missing, this is the spiritual key of what we were supposed to be doing. A husband is supposed point. to, you know, he's, we're supposed to be going. Now we look at that thing and we think that it's, it's archaic. It's, it's, and it's, and it's a primitive or something like that. It's like, no, it's actually brilliant. It's like, this is the thing that we've been missing because people keep asking. I've been asked. I asked for a long time. You know, so it's like, what is the thing that we're missing? It's like, oh, there it is. It's been right under our nose the whole time. So, but we have this culture that, like I said, if you don't have that filter, if you don't have that stability built in you, if you don't have that spiritual st stability built into you, well, we will be given over to the objectives of this national Manson family, because things like this, these shootings, people can can uh, try to attribute it to uh, whether it's an illegal immigration issue, uh, the the person's you know uh, his nationality, uh, his sexuality, all those kind of things, driving a wedge between people and making these people that you're these are the victims and right. these are the victimizers, and 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 it's more and more in the name of diversity is only promoting more division. Uh, and, and this kind of, and, and we're basically being led by, uh, uh, like a, a national Jim Jones drinking this flavor aid as we're basically suiciding ourselves, uh, um, with what these people are doing. This stuff is, is engineered. It's like the, the culture is actually being made to be a cult. <laughs> it's like the yeah. root word in a culture. Don't ask any questions. You know, yeah. the, the guy in the white lab suit said to 
you know, take the shots. So yes. Take it or, or put the mask on or whatever. Yes. Well, if he says so. Right. It's really the same. It's the, it's the beginnings of the same dynamic, which is why so many of us see this kind of behavior and you know, light up like, what? whoa, whoa, you're going to do that just because some guy said it. And he said the opposite thing before. And besides, that's not the point. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm with you on this. And I think your point about husbandry is is absolutely spot on. Because when we talk about, OK, well, they didn't have fathers. What does that mean? Does that mean there was no man in the house? No. And it doesn't mean, although it's it, it, it's often thought of this way, when you think about a good father, I always think of like the opening of the Andy Griffith show, right? <laughs> there's Andy Taylor and there's Opie and they're they're walking down the path. They're going to go fishing together. Great. That's 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 what a good dad is. But your point about husbandry is is it because what children, especially boys who are much more prone to violence because of how they're built what boys see is not the fishing trips. What the boy sees on a daily basis is father treating mother yes. with dignity and respect and kindness and gentleness and being strong and 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 carrying the burden. That's that's the example that's missing. It wasn't like there was no male in the house, right? Mm-hmm. It was there was there was no example of of how you treat people mm-hmm. that that. You're the only people in your life for the beginning of your life when all of these things start very well, they start immediately. The first experience that that a, a healthy baby sees is this one adult and this other adult, and he's going to determine what human value is, not just human behavior, but what is the value of human life based on what he sees these two people or she sees these two people doing. Mm-hmm. Right? And 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 if you have a guy who's a husband, then that's the message. This person is of enormous value, and I'll do anything for this person, including give up my own life. That's how valuable this person is. And 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 it's not something they sit down and say, obviously. It's just it's just in the air. It's just all around them. And, and just a final point, you know, when you talk about husbandry, uh, many biblical um, references to shepherds, and shepherds are, are mm-hmm. husbands. They, they husband the flock, right? And what is it that the good shepherd does? And I'm not talking about specifically about the parable. I mean, if you're if you want to hire a shepherd, what what would be the quality that would make that a good shepherd? And it seems to me the quality is is that they go to extraordinary trouble, risk of life and limb and death conceivably, to save a single individual lamb, rather than just saying, you know, we got 700. It's what's the big deal? You know, it just it's just it's just business losses. It's 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 a um, collateral damage, right? It's that it's that willingness to do whatever it was necessary to get this lost and and cherished animal back in the flock where it belongs, and that's what makes a good shepherd. And nobody did that for these people, and you can say that's why they did what they did, but ultimately, I think there's something bigger than that missing from them. And and maybe it's that giant hole in them that that uh, evil fills and allows uh, allows these people to become its instrument. Indeed, man. And, you know, um, you know, speaking of that shepherd looking for that, there's there's a saying, you know, it it may seem ridiculous uh, when a shepherd, you know, would go looking for that one lamb. Unless that lamb is you. You know, uh, it, it may seem crazy that he would do that. But, you know, when we talk about husbands and these things and, and the word says, do not provoke your children to wrath, raise them up in the instruction of the Lord. Um, now, 
you want to, you, you're going to have to have this example, fathers and mothers. And in this culture, when we're talking about victims, we're made to feel like we can't talk about those things because, hey, not every household has, you know, a, a, a nuclear family, right? Maybe they're raised by a single mother and, and you don't want to hurt their feelings. And unfortunately, there's going to be complications either way. It's, I guess somebody's toes are maybe getting stepped on, but one of them has, you know, more redeeming value than the other. So it can't always be this fairness and trying to be politically correct and all that sort of stuff. There's a bigger picture that's bigger than, than any of us, just like you said. Um, but like I said, people are given over to this, this PC narrative where you just can't talk about these things because not everybody has that. And it, like yeah. I said, it causes big problems, but it gets down to this. There is a solution to it. People are asking for the solution. There is a solution. The problem is, is the pride of getting over it, you know, because everybody you got to have all these ideas and 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 finger waving and and all that sort of stuff and uh and people having their philosophies, people having their perspectives on what we should do about this. There is one actual solution. Unfortunately, people are going to argue about that solution too. So it's one of those things that when we look at these things in the natural these these arguments may have been going on for a long time, long time. These kind of atrocities been going on for a long time. And the solution of it has always been the Lord himself. But, and, and he outlines like, listen, you do this, this is going to happen. And every time people do this, then this is what happens. And the Lord's like, you guys might, might want to knock that off. Uh, but yeah. I'm going to let you do you. You know, I was, go ahead and do it. And, and when things get really bad, then you'll call on me. I'll come and bring you salvation. And then you'll go and you'll do it again. And at this point in time, this is a... At, Man, this is now more than ever. This is a time where y'all should absolutely know better. You should know better now, but yeah. you're still doing it. And, and like I said, I don't want it to sound like, you know, this admonishment of, of what's going on in the culture. I mean, what's going on is heartbreaking as it is. But we're asking how much heartache do we have to endure? How much more of this are we going to keep doing? And is it going to get any better? And what it takes, if we're really serious about it, he's got to do that in email, start praying to the Lord according to who he says he is. Let me just add something. And again, given a situation, you know, as, as just appalling as this, you just have to be crystal clear about what it is you're trying to say, because sometimes people hear things that you're not saying. It, not, not only am I not trying to mitigate this by what I'm about to say, I am, and on the contrary, but we find that the, that that the reason that this is so horrifying is because it's so rare. In, in primitive societies, contrary to what uh, progressives have been telling everybody, primitive societies are at war all the time and the death rate, the homicide rate is far, 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 far higher than it is in the society. I'm only saying this because there's going to be, once again, uh, you know, we are just, what a horrible sick society we are. And there are definitely influences that we need to address because these things like this are manifestations of, of, of social policies and programs. So I'm not denying any of that at all. I'm just saying only that, that don't lose the perspective of what a, what a miraculous existence we lead, you know, in terms of what human misery has been and, and, and the idea that we have a right to live on planet Earth with, with no atrocities 
or illnesses or anything like that is is something that I've I've come to grips with and and I've, and I, and I find it makes my life much much more comfortable. No one guarantees me I don't have a written receipt that I'm not going to get sick or I'm not going to die of some disease or I'm not going to get shot by some some lunatic or I'm not going to fall down a hole. There's no guarantees. All we have is 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 a society that that is really honestly I, just I'm looking at history and I'm looking around the world it's pretty much as good as it's been. It may not be as good as it can get, but it's as good as it is so far. And it probably doesn't hurt to remember this on Memorial Day, that that the reason that these outbreaks of violence and murder are so shocking and appalling and, and horrific to us and hurt us so deeply is precisely because we don't see them every day. And the people who gave their lives to make sure that we lived in a society like that, the people who went to hell so the rest of us could stay at Disneyland, uh, deserved the credit for this, and and that thought's never far from my mind, and, and I know it's not far from uh, Zoe's either. That'll do it for this edition of The Virtue Signal. It's made possible by the members at BillWhittle.com. We're very grateful to all of you for your support, and we'll see you next time right here on The Virtue Signal.